live from the desk of Donald J. Trump. It's the <laughs> <laughs> uh, From the desk of Jonathan J. Foster. Wait, what's your middle name? L. Do you have a middle Lee. name? Yeah. L. Jonathan Lee. L. Foster. That's cool. You said that sounds like that's a very presidential name. Jonathan L. Foster. Jonathan L. Foster. Yeah, because weren't we talking about like what are these guys with like the middle initial? They just always have the middle <laughs> initial to make them sound cooler. <laughs> yeah. Willis H. O'Brien. <laughs> just sounds cooler. Yeah. John F. Kennedy. Yeah, we'll have one. All those other Harry S. Truman. <laughs> Harry S. Truman, that S didn't even stand for anything. Same thing with Ulysses S. Grant. They're just making stuff up. So, Bill, if you don't have a middle name, I don't believe you. You should. I'm not. I'm not lying. That is like <laughs> just just fake initials. So, if you don't have a middle name, you should, you should get one. Just go ahead. I have one. I just don't use that. Okay. No, but I have one. I don't need to make one up. I just yeah. don't use it. Why would I use it? It's not like there's multiple me running around. Power, just power, dude. Straight up power. Just power. Just. Yeah, I am gonna start DMing. You know, when we come back to work, maybe the middle initial, like <laughs> that's not my dominant. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Bontrell Cinecast, presented by the Parents Show Cinema and uh, Hey the Breadcrumbs Collective. This is your host, Jonathan Foster, and I am here today with ooh, <laughs> my little Scooby Boy. <laughs> It's Phil. Ah, yes, yes, uh, yes. I ate a dog treat. Yes, let's just move on, okay? <laughs> I like Scooby Doo. No, that's all right. You know, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounced off me and sticked onto you. Well, I'm fine with Scooby Doo as well. So I guess uh, we're just forever going to be bouncing off of each other. All right, we're all fine with Scooby Doo then. Mystery solved. Let's just move on. Mystery machine solved. I'd rather be Scooby, you know, than Fred. <laughs> Fred? <laughs> Who else is in the gang? Shaggy? Shaggy? Shaggy's pretty cool. Yeah. Who's the worst character of Scooby? Velma? Daphne? No, Scrappy. Yeah. Scrappy. Scrappy, dude. Dude, Scrappy. Everybody hates Scrappy. Yeah. yeah. Arguably the coolest one, but everyone hates him. It's crazy. It's crazy how that happens. Like, <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I d- trust me. I know it. I know. I know something about being made fun of. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Okay. Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just move on. Okay. We're moving on. I don't want to hear any more anything else about dog treat for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Well, how are you Nothing doing about dog treat? Besides, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. You're doing all right. Doing yeah. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just you know, I'm, I'm stressing you know, about to go back to work and it feels like I didn't have anything to do for like, I mean a year, but you know, <laughs> now suddenly two weeks and I'm really fucking busy. Suddenly got mm-hmm. a lot on my plate and it's quite overwhelming. Like I don't have a lot of days off. And if I need days off, I just had a year of days off. So, yeah. No more days off for a whole year now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No days off. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Right. How are you? Well, I've been living that life for a while now of being yeah. <laughs> being doing stuff and it's only gotten busier and busier. So yeah, uh, it's okay. I had a, um, a uh, nice little thing pop into my lap the other day, which was kind of cool though. Like I got a uh, commission to do 
little bit of music for someone and hopefully that goes out oh soon. nice so um and i'll give more details about that later cool when more more details are available I, i'll tell you after i just kind of forgot to tell you i meant to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah. news it's kind of cool i'll remember to ask yeah but yeah it's so that's kind of cool i think i think that's pretty it's, I think it's, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool <laughs> i'm trying to get inspired back into like making music again and more than just yeah. like uh, doing fake music for this podcast or for breadcrumbs. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Hey, the fake music is great. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. That Batman. Did you, you did you reuse the Batman and Robin theme? <laughs> I did, yeah. For the Batman and Robin. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, it's just it's sure. tucked in the episode. Like, that can't go to waste. Yeah. It's That's not like, good. it's not at the beginning of the episode like it was last time, but it is tucked in there. Um, speaking of which, yeah, we had our uh, two year anniversary uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, as a podcast and um you know there's a lot of love going around and you know so i figured hey let's just let's just start this episode off with a little bit of user feedback hey 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 user feedback listen to feedback right so we had uh i have a few weeks actually of user feedback going on here just because like i said last week well, last week we had Spaceballs. Uh, the week prior was our two-year anniversary, yeah. and the week before that, God, was that was that the Clueless episode? We've 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 done a lot oh. in the last few weeks, so it's kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. But anyway, Clueless episode. Uh, our new new pal Robbie Richmond tuned in and said, uh, "Love the episode. Brought back the feels on Sweet Brittany. Can't hardly wait. Mentions always make me think of DuJour and Josie and the Pussycats. So, yes, there we go. Someone enjoying Can't Hardly Wait mentions. I appreciate that, Robbie, because don't get enough love. Don't get enough love. That film's great. Uh, I wish more people knew about it. But yeah, I appreciate you listening to this, Robbie, and uh, thanks for shouting out to us. We have from the two-year anniversary, so there's quite a bit off the back of this because we had some Batman and Robin stuff, then also just people celebrating two years of the podcast. Lots of love. Lots of love, and I appreciate everyone who sent in yeah, some shout-outs really nice and stuff. To hear. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, we had One Mic, One Voice, a.k.a. Kev Heads, who's been with us since day one. Says, congrats, guys. Yeah. Been a listener since episode one. <laughs> so, yeah. And we know that. <laughs> we know. Yeah. So thanks so much for uh, tuning in for two years now. It's crazy. Uh, we had David Ricard. He said, wow, two years. Congratulations to all involved. I'm a little disappointed you didn't work something about 12% into the title this one, though. What? I don't know. I guess because it was 12% Batman and Robin on Rotten Tomatoes, which we talked about 12%. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, it's just like Batnips and Robin kind of like, you know. We got the, it just, we got our joke. It, 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 it just sells itself. I don't know. But David's the reason why we did the full length Jaws episode. So yeah, that was yeah, a good one. You got that at least, David, out of us in the last year. And yeah, that's spoiled. <laughs> And also, David is a supporter of us doing, uh, well, continuing our Godfather episodes. The only episodes. one. So, one day, David. One day. One day. They'll, they'll happen. Yeah. And they won't live up to the hype. Yeah. 
And it's also kind of bad though because Petros is over there at uh, Cajun Coppola Connections. He'll he'll be doing a Godfather episode, and I'm sure he'll be and Godfather two and Godfather three because he's doing all the Coppola films and everybody connected to Coppola. Uh, and yeah. I'm sure it won't be like nearly as good as his because he'll have people that actually like love the film talking about it and going through it and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's not what I reviewed them for. Yeah, yeah, Our, ours are just like getting over a joke about a, a horse, a horse head. Horton Ted. <laughs> you get the Horton Ted. Yeah. That's you get the horse in the Godfather. What do you want? You want yeah. real like impassioned, you know, reviews and, and, uh, talks about, or do you want the horse's head? You know, it's like, I want the Horton Ted. It's letterbox versus shit person on Twitter. <laughs> Put your hand together, man. Shit posting on letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, everyone shit posts on letterbox now. Uh, like you remember letterbox yeah, used to be really like a, a proper like site where people Real. gave their actual opinions now it's just like who can say the dumbest thing about this film i don't know if i like yeah, it the most not. like unrelated thing i don't like yeah. it <laughs> it would be like a review of shrek and it'd be like oh i like you know had wicked food poisoning right before watching that one one star you know it'd be shit like that <laughs> yeah yeah who cares like i don't care yeah Ariane. Former co-host of this podcast, still part of the Breadcrumbs Collective, will always be family. She said, apparently, a second birthday marks the beginning of what many have re- referred to as the terrible twos. <laughs> Here's to not oh, being that terrible, XX, at the PCC podcast. I mean, we'll see. terrible in what way? Because, I mean, many could argue that we're already there. <laughs> we're already terrible. Yeah. But if we're terrible in a funny way, it's yeah. all good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we should shake things up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll shake things up a bit. We'll, we'll figure out how terrible we can get. Um, Flix Watcher. <laughs> really push it. <laughs> Flix Watcher said, uh, congrats team, especially through all this pandemic nonsense. Uh, yeah. So thanks to Flix Watcher, Helen and Kobe. Thanks for having us both on a couple of times. Um, in the last couple of months as well. Mm-hmm. So go check out those episodes. Um, you know, one could say that I didn't yep. have Phil's back. Um, Phil could say that if yeah, put a name to one, but, you know, it's still touchy. It's still, yeah. still, a, still a touchy, touchy subject. subject. Let's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just not, yeah, let's not, let's not dig that up again. You know, we have our pal Petros, who we mentioned a second ago, caged in slash Coppola connections. He says, happy two years to the PCC podcast. This has been, a go-to podcast of mine for ages. So when Tall for All asked me to be a part of the Breadcrumbs Collective, I was over the moon to be on the same network as one of my favorite podcasts. That's very sweet. That's very sweet. And uh, yeah, thanks, man. Like, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. happy that you wanted to be a part of this and uh, we can help grow each other's podcasts together and grow the Breadcrumbs Collective brand. I don't like, I don't know what I'm doing. So it's sort of like kind of fun to oh, do yeah, this together. No. But I, have no I idea. thought that was the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone we'll thinks this is like a real thing, uh, just like, yeah, don't think too much because, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, Will <laughs> done. Well done. Well done. Will? 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 Is he happy yet? Actually, yeah. He said he's happy that he was, he could be here with his questionable Patreon choices. <laughs> <laughs> questionable 
And then he also sent an incredibly nice message following up to say, the sign of a great podcast is when it feels like you're meeting up with friends each week. Socially awkward, maladjusted friends, but friends nonetheless. <laughs> Happy two-year anniversary to the guys and gal at the PCZ podcast. Wait, which one am I? Am I socially awkward or maladjusted? Maladjusted. Both. Yeah. Both. Oh, man. I'll take Hit the nail on the head. Uh, Will knows what's Oh, on. yeah, that's dead on. Yeah. Will. Will. Uh, ben at the DC TV show. Oh, yeah. Said a simple, such a great podcast. S- such a great podcast. Just a simple, such a great podcast. Did he do Thanks, it in quotations? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to be, yeah. just to like, great, wait, great is he saying that? Yeah, such a great podcast. Such a great podcast. <laughs> That's how I'm going to refer to us. <laughs> if anyone's like, oh, Oh, what they're like. Yeah, it's such a great podcast with air quotations. And like, yeah. That's really nice. It's really nice. Yeah, thanks so much, man. <laughs> if he meant it, that's really nice. <laughs> I don't think, I, actually, you know, I think uh, I was doing the air quotes anyway. It was me because oh, okay. it's just the way I wrote it down. I don't think he actually did in quotations. So now you're like <laughs> maligning this guy. That's, that's funny. <laughs> Our pal Claire, who showed some love via uh, W-rated pod as well. Said that after the Spaceballs episode dropped. All right, so we're moving into oh, Spaceballs shit, yeah. territory. Uh, so that was just yesterday as as a recording of this. So um, we've not had a lot of feedback yet. But Claire said, I yeah, honestly thought. <laughs> <laughs> Claire said, I honestly thought I was finally going to get the Jar Jar Binks content I deserve. And included a gif of Jar Jar saying, how wooed. <laughs> that just yeah one day we definitely pulled a fast one on everyone we did am i sorry nah no no not really no i mean it's sort of star wars related you know i did use the jar jar image when i was teasing that we were gonna do something for star wars yeah you did i know we we know what we're doing (laughs) But hey, Claire did actually get into watching the Ewok films. So now she can finally enjoy the fruits of our labor over at Patreon. Thanks to Will Dunn. Will. And she seemed to have a really bad time watching them. So Claire. Join join the club. Let us know how you got on with uh, the episode. Mm. Was was that episode good? I don't remember. (laughs) I'm sure the, I remember the movie in the bed. I don't remember. I'm sure the episode was good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. We've never recorded a bad episode, John. Yeah, that's true. Including this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yike. Yike. That's all the uh, user feedback. I want to thank everyone oh, for cool. um, hitting us up. I mean, there was yeah. a few, quite a few other people as well. It was just like a lot of like messages here and there. So that was nice to see. And I, I appreciate everyone for listening over the last two years and being a part of this. It's been a crazy ride for myself and phil and arianne it's been wild so uh thanks everyone and thanks for <laughs> thanks yeah thanks <laughs> just thanks uh yeah i don't Question know mark? i don't know it's it's weird like uh, god it's been it feels like it's been 10 years in the last year so it's hard to like think about it only being two years because it feels like so much of my life lately has just been like doing stuff with this podcast <laughs> so it's hard to like really <laughs> process everything um yeah to look I, back yeah and like you know we 
we just like hope to just keep growing things and make things bigger and better, especially with like the Brad Crown's collective mm-hmm. and the new franchise show that will hopefully drop towards the end of this month. So um yeah, it's gonna be like kind of an inter- interesting time. So we'll see what happens then you know, this time next year. Um where we're at. Who knows? Yeah, well, <laughs> year at three, three years. Year three. We'll be talking We'll be talking. Definitely talking about Phantom Men. Yeah. Well we'll see. We might not be on speaking terms by then. <laughs> we'll see how this one goes. All right. Jeez. I'm not the one pulling fast ones out here, okay? Yeah. I, I don't Just for the record. I don't I, I don't know what we'll do in regards to like things like Godfather and Phantom Menace or the prequels or anything like that. Like we still haven't really made up our minds. Um because mm. you know, we are launching franchise soon so i don't know if those episodes will just end up becoming like <clears throat> franchised episodes just because that's sort of like more along the lines of what that show is going to turn into yeah <laughs> you know about franchises we'll see we'll see but anyway where we're at now we are in, in an epic episode 99 this week on the podcast <laughs> oh my god 99 got episode. 99 problem but the podcast ain't one Ugh. I mean, it is. It's a big one. It's a big, big problem. problem. Yeah. The biggest problem right now. I just don't want to talk about it. <clears throat> I feel like you keep bringing it up and I don't want to talk about it. Well, the podcast. The 99. Like, what a milestone. Well, the, the, yeah, the, the, podcast. the podcast that you are a part of. Like, you just, you don't want Currently to talk about recording? it. Currently recording? Yeah. Don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? Is that okay? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that's, that might be a problem. Might be an issue. <laughs> well, you know. Different jokes, you know? We're episode, we're episode 99 <laughs> this week, which is crazy. 99. Uh, Congrats. One episode away from 100. Mm. Although the technically, we the have well candy. over 100 no. episodes. Well over 100 episodes already, but yeah. officially and 100. Patreon and special. Yeah, we've yeah. had two bonus episodes that are in the main feed. And then there's Patreon episodes, like which are like at 24 or 25 now. So it's like we've done a lot, but official 100th episode is coming up next week and uh we have an exciting two-part episode 100 special lined up for you guys over the next duty next two weeks the terrible two it might say episode 100 twice i don't know <laughs> i'll figure it out <laughs> like yeah we'll make it very clear 101 and 102 yeah. and then 101 and 102 yeah maybe it'll be 100.1 and then 100.2 i don't know if i can do that yeah yeah you can do that before we get to that you can have all your fun next week. You can have your cake and you can eat it too with this two-part special that's coming. But first, we have more exciting news because this week, French Charles Real Cinema will open its doors for the first time since December. This coming Monday. Oh, my God. This coming Jeez. Monday. Oh, my Finally. God. 17th of May. So we thought we would take a break from the usual format that we normally do and just sort of talk about like everything you can expect to see in the you know, first couple of weeks back at the PCC. Yeah, as someone said on Twitter, um, I forget the person's name now, but uh, our booking is fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the program is fire. <laughs> I was kind of confused by that because I don't know why they replied to, like, the podcast. Because it was a De Palma reference. He's like, I just need some De Palma in there. Yeah, but he was talking about De Palma on a tweet, like, a few weeks back, and it was directed at the cinema. So I was, at first, I thought that as um, well. I was like, is this a listener? If he is, let us know. 
Nope. Uh, but, but like, I don't know if it's a listener. Wait, I'll find him. Do we have any De Palma coming up? No, we had a De Palma season like that was on sale before, and it got canceled because everything kept getting canceled. So, oh man, I think he, I think he would be very mad about that. Mm. Hope he doesn't try and like take them revenge on her. Yeah, yeah. Here, your your lineup is on fire. Booked slash rebooked twenty two worried face films. Only De Palma mm. is now missing, and from a William Hill. But I don't think it's the gambling William Hill. <laughs> Yes, so gambling by buying twenty-two tickets and uh, uh, to see films here, based on the fact that like we say we're going to open on the seventeenth of May, but like the last two times we said we were going to reopen, uh, we've had to close again. So maybe he is a better. He's betting on us opening. Fair enough. That's what's happening, Phil. Are you? Are you? You've already talked about how you're kind of like stressing a bit because you're losing your time. But other than that, are you stoked to be going back to the cinema? Yeah. Back to work. Not so much excited to get back to work, but I'm so. <laughs> I mean, so I can't yeah. tell you. Yeah, that's a so difference. There's a difference between the going to work and then yeah. the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> like if I didn't work at the Prince Charles Cinema, I'd be so psyched right now that the Prince yeah. Charles is about to open. That, I know it's a little thing, and it's not a particularly imaginative thing that people are like, "Oh, what are you gonna do when everything's open, when lockdown's lifted and shit?" And it's like. I just want to, I really just want to go to the cinema. It's my favorite part time. I, that's how I would kill every day. You know, on my day off, I would just go and I'd sit in a curtain or a picture house or whatever, sit, or the print shop, obviously. Um, sit there and I'd watch whatever went on. And, I, you know, and it was the most fun thing. I just like sitting in the cinema watching movies. And mm. the print shop one of the best places to do that. In general, could they show, you know, we show new cool movies and we show old classics as well, cult classics and um, blockbusters and from the past, any everything. And so I'm very excited for that and I'm excited for people to come back and just, again, if that thing I was worried, are people going to come back again for the third, third, fourth time, whatever we're on now. Everything's selling out. People seem very happy to come back yeah. and we've got everything still in place, all the safety measures we had before. It's still in place. So that I think we can we act as like a good transition transition replace. Yeah. You know, definitely. Um with everything being lifted, but they'll still be marked and sanitized and everything distancing and everything like that. Um I'm so I'm very excited for just sentiment in general to be open again. Can I just miss I you know, I love I'm, love watching movies at home but like there's something there's something to it yeah that i really miss because i would go watch anything and now i'd like i don't want to watch that you know i only have so much time i don't want i want to watch the fucking bob bergen again yeah you know i'd rather do that (laughs) just be doing it for like a year of just like you know watching the same old same old type stuff you know you know what i mean like it's nice to have like cinema back as an option you know and that's like Mm. What's been nice about the programming of the cinema in the last, you know, few months and of things going on sale and stuff as we're getting closer and closer. It's just like a lot of like classics, like you were saying, there's a lot of classics coming up in the next, you know, few weeks and a few months and stuff as we reopen. But then also, man, the new films are crazy. The lineup that we have in store (laughs) and it just got crazier today with an email that like I sent out today with two big, huge, New release films. Oh, 
coming as well. Oh, that's suddenly what so, I'm most excited about. Yeah, so there's a lot of fun stuff. But I think like maybe it'd be fun to just kind of go through the big new releases that are shown from the 17th of May. Yeah, that's it. And then maybe some bits and pieces and we can kind of give our picks and stuff of like what we think uh, is our favorite things coming up like from maybe the rep mm-hmm. side of things or, or a new release. But uh, I want to go through the big, mm-hmm. the four big ones because there are four big films starting from 17th of May. And actually now the screenings are all on sell until like the 10th of June. We have like these films that got to extend it because they've been doing so well. So First, you have from yeah. writer director Clojure. We have Nomadland, starring Francis McDormand. My mom says that you're homeless. Is that true? No, I'm not homeless. I'm just houseless. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. My husband worked at the USG mine in Empire, and I was a substitute teacher. It is a tough time right now. You may want to consider early retirement. I need work. I like work. What did you name your van? Vanguard. Oh, that is very strong. She is. You're my sister. When you were growing up, you were eccentric to other people. (laughs) It was just because you were braver. most about this life there's no final goodbye let's just say I'll I'll see you down the road and I do I see them again following the economic collapse of a company town in rural Nevada Fern Francis McDormand packs her van and sets off on the road exploring a life of outside of conventional society as a modern-day nomad. It's the third feature (laughs) film from director Chloe Zhao after 2015's Songs My Brothers Taught Me and 2017's The Writer. Uh, As Ariane put Mm. it, that uh, Chloe Zhao has got her, like, yeehaw status going. (sighs) Definitely. (laughs) For sure. I'm going to need to give her a fucking weapon. Holy (laughs) shit. That'd be amazing. Yeah. The Nomadland features real-life nomads. You have Linda May, Swanky, and Bob Wells as Fern's mentors and comrades in her exploration through the vast landscape of the American West. Yeah, so this film was filmed in secret. Did you know about this, like, while Chloe Zhao was in pre-production for Marvel's Eternals? Like, just really? crazy. Yeah. That's funny. She already got an Eternals. The movie that won an Oscar. Yeah. Which is insane. Like, yeah. she already had Eternals. Yeah, she's doing Eternals. Uh, Frances McDormand had actually came to her with the idea for Nomadland because... The book? She the, the, the yeah, picked up a book, right? Yeah, there was a book previously and she had her and her uh, producing partner had acquired the rights for the film. Mm. And she met Chloe Zhao at the uh, Film Independent Spirit Awards. Like after Chloe Zhao was like winning some award for the writer or whatever. And she like, mm-hmm. she was there for three billboards and mm-hmm. like they met up and she was just like, oh, like 
I want you to do this film. And Chloe Zhao took it and she like wrote it and like wrote the script and then then directed it. But this was all like kind of done secretly, just like in a really short window of time. And they just went traveling around and, you know, filming out in the West and stuff and actually interacting with all these actual real life nomads and getting sort of their stories and weaving it into the story as they went along. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that. But yeah, it's like a really cool idea. And um, I this is one that I still haven't seen. Like, I'm really excited about all four of these films. That's like kind of like mm. I haven't gotten a chance to see any of them yet. Have you seen Nomadland yet? I, I did see Nomadland. Yeah. Okay, cool. I saw it. It just dropped on Disney Plus. Mm. Um, yeah. Just so you could watch idea. it there. Uh, I did watch it. And I I don't want to, um, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, Obviously, I'm not going to spoil anything. And there's not much to spoil. Yeah. Um, and I don't want my opinion to affect uh, any one thing. Because um, I think you should watch it. You know, watch everything. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't that big on it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it would, um, knowing that, I really like that, that story, the way it's made. I love when people shoot stuff gorilla. It's, oh my God, it's beautifully directed, wonderfully acted, obviously amazing yeah. to look at it kind of yeah it would have been and it would have been better in the cinema because it's just huge open vistas yeah cinematography to be this great. overwhelming thing yeah it's top notch and it's like i don't know there's all these really interesting moments and interesting stories in the movie but they uh, they never like coalesced for me so it's hard for yeah. me to like connect with it and maybe that was part of the point if that that's the nomad lifestyle it's like she just traveled around she meets people, yeah. but, you know, she never gets the full story of anything because she, you know, she has to keep moving and keep working and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the mixed one for me, and I think I think if I had watched it away from the Oscar bud, I would have maybe liked it more. Maybe I was yeah. expecting a bigger thing rather than yeah. just being this meditative thing. Um, and half of it does feel like an Amazon ad. It's just poor timing. I had, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like it's I not have, their fault. It's not her fault. Yeah, I feel like I have heard there. about that as well. Um, so yeah, there was a lot kind of going against the film. I think at the time when uh, it was yeah. kind of coming out and like getting closer and closer to the Oscars. So I have heard about the Amazon sort of uh, f- yeah feedback and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, yeah. but yeah, and it's also of course I think that's the thing with every time a film sort of like gets that buzz and stuff. And it was like, it felt like it was the shoe in for best picture, which it did win. It won best mm. picture. Chloe Zhao won best director and Frances McDormand which won is great. best yeah. actress at the Oscars. So yeah. Um, Both deserving. Yeah. So it, you know, films get buzz. So like Phil said, like, don't take his personal opinions on it. Like you should go no, check watch it out. It. Like, go watch watch it. It. like that's like watching for sure. That's always the thing with this podcast. Like, I always want to tell people like, you know, make your own minds up with things. I don't want to review things particularly just because I don't feel like I'm in any place to critique, like to critique <laughs> anything really. You know, if, if I'm like, yeah, we liked Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm like, you know, like a few weeks ago, calling, calling out Richard Kelly or whatever, like it was, <laughs> Whoa, shit. Lightning. Lightning strike. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but Richard yeah, Kelly, if, I, if I'm calling out <laughs> Richard Kelly, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it like I'm, I'm not doing it as a place of a critic and it was all kind of fun. And I like, you know, so anyway, I just want people to make their own minds up and 
come see films at the cinema as well. And I don't think you, we have to worry too much because yeah. Nomadland is selling really well. Um, so get your tickets because yeah. yeah, shit's selling out after one best picture or like the tickets sell, start going through the roof for that one. So mm. we also have Lee Isaac Chung's Minari starring Steven Yoon. What a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. If you're here with us for the first time, please stand. What a beautiful family. Glad you're here. How's your daddy like that new farm? He growing things good, doing things right. Yes. 애들은 할머니랑 같이 방 쓰는 거 싫어한다던데. I don't like grandma. 걔는 안 그래요. 한국애니까. Grandma smells like Korea. 야, 뭐라고? Grandma smell? <웃음> 우리 여기 있다가 망할 거야. 애들을 위해서라도 한번더 생각해 볼수 있잖아. 애들도 한 번쯤 아빠가 뭔가 해내는 거 봐야 될거 아니야. <웃음> We need to find water somewhere. If that soil ain't wet, we're gonna lose the crop. and sweeping story about what roots us, Minari follows a Korean-American family that moves to a tiny Arkansas farm in search of their own American dream. The family home changes completely with the arrival of their sly, foul-mouthed, but incredibly loving grandmother. (laughs) Amidst the instability and challenges of his new life in the rugged Ozarks, Minari shows the undeniable resilience of a family and what really makes a home. This is another one I'm really stoked for. I haven't had a chance to see yet, but Minari looks fucking great. I'm a really big fan of Steven Yeun. It does, I'm yeah. so glad he's like... Me too. ...gotten such Blowing a good up. career coming for him now. Like, yeah. I love him in... Uh, in he done that show, Invincible. Mm. You've been watching Invincible? No, I'm not. No. Oh my God. He's so good on that show. I mean, just the, the voice of the main character. Yeah. And it's really good. Just like adult superhero show on yeah. Prime. Nice. Being cool. Yeah, cool. I've been yeah. like, it's been cool to watch him slowly blowing up. And wasn't he the first, like, it was he the first, again, it's embarrassing that if it, it but the first Asian American person to yeah. be nominated for best actor. Yeah, I think he was. Right? Yeah, for best actor. Yeah. Which is insane. Crazy. But yeah, he's. Like, had such a, like, I mean, obviously he got his, like, big break through The Walking Dead and stuff, and he was, like, you know, a I always forget that he was at The Walking yeah, Dead. he was, like, a Glenn. fan favorite yeah. on that show. And, and it's funny, like, because recently there was a big thing on, on Twitter I saw of, like, people, like, oh, like, who still watches The Walking Dead? Because, like, The Walking Dead... Uh, 
Lots of people. Yeah, lots of people. Not as many as they used to. Jesus Christ, not as many no. at all. That used but to they've be the got like spinoffs and shit. Show. Oh my God, it's so yeah. it's so incredibly yeah. unpopular now compared to how it used to be. <laughs> but one of the big things was his character dying. And it was a I like on Twitter, all these mm-hmm. people like, who's still watching this? And The Walking Dead was announcing that they were coming back um after like they had like all the issues with like COVID and stuff, like <laughs> cutting down all the production and stuff and they finally finished up these episodes and then it was also announced that they like were ending the show after the next season or something and so they were trying to finish up the season they're on now and all these people were like saying oh so when did you stop watching walking dead and a lot of people kept saying oh i stopped watching when they killed glenn and like a lot of people are just like, I can't that believe they killed him. I can't believe they killed him. And I was just like, dude, it was in the comics. He, he died in the comics. Like, and that happened years <laughs> before this shit came out. So it's like, I know. it's God, funny I that. Yeah. how people just don't. Should have seen it coming. Like, like, or just like respect that that was already a decision that was made just because they really liked this one character. And I get it. Like the show yeah. wasn't the same. And but that's what makes it powerful. Well. Was because Glenn. But yeah. anyway, it's nice to see him have like this mm. career just like really is what was that other film he did a couple years ago that was really good burning yeah the burning, burning yeah burning so yeah, yeah that yeah, was like good. a big sort of like step into like some serious roles and stuff which was cool to see so yeah and then also like god the grandmother um <laughs> the grandmother and the kid the kid yeah, looked really yeah, funny i watched i watched really the uh the i watched the uh seen trailers and stuff but like uh i watched the uh not the Oscar couldn't stay up for them yeah i hadn't seen any of the movies <laughs> but i watched the red carpet which is the best bit and that kid was so funny you're just yeah. so like collected and grown up for a child it was really weird <laughs> yeah. um but i'm like oh i bet yeah. he's a good actor then yeah i wonder if we'll see him on stranger things soon I fucking hope not. <laughs> just don't ruin his career like that <laughs> I don't know. Maybe those like kids like could you know give them some lessons and stuff and really show them like you know how to be successful yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Could they blow it up? <laughs> Maybe he can be number twelve or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, he's trying to bait you. Uh, <laughs> Fucking, I'm not yeah. doing it. Fuck. But the grand, yeah, the grandmother uh, won best supporting actress. It was uh, Ju Young Yoon. Did you see her? Academy Award acceptance speech it was really funny. It was probably the best of the night. No, no, I didn't see it. Basically, she like called out Brad Pitt because Brad Pitt's company like uh, funded Minari, produced Minari. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. she like sort of he he presented the award to her uh, because he won Best Supporting Actor the year prior. So it was like I guess sort of a tradition yeah. to like. Yeah. to present the award to the next supporting actress, and he like presents the award to her and she was like yeah it's so good to finally meet you like uh where where were you when we were shooting in arkansas <laughs> or oklahoma or wherever it was they were shooting but yeah uh, so funny that's funny so funny that's yeah, funny she's just really funny really cute yeah i'm looking forward to seeing that one that one looks really good me too it does look good yeah. it reminds me of uh shoplifted a little bit just in terms of the fine family dynamic not in terms of plot yeah, at all, and I know it's not in America, but I like those family dramas. Yeah, all right. We also have uh, Darius Martyr's Sound of Metal, starring Riz Ahmed, Olivia Cook, and hey, another uh, Walking Dead person. Alum. We have uh, Lauren Riddleoff. 
You sounded great. Yeah, right. What? You told me you weren't feeling it? You were in it. Your hearing is deteriorating rapidly. We'll come back. Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? No. Lou, no. let's play tomorrow. Let's see what it's like, okay? I'm gonna be like a click track. You can play to me. You have to understand your first responsibility is to preserve the hearing you have. I can't hear you. Do you understand me? I can't. I'm deaf. I'm deaf. found a place. I think it's important that you stay here with us right now, Ruben. We're looking for a solution to, to this. Not this. I need you to wait for me, okay? You're it for me, Lou. You're my bar. You're it for me, okay? You gotta wait for me. does keep moving it can be a damn cruel place but those moments of stillness Ruben, Riz Ahmed, and Lou, Olivia Cook, live together, traveling gig to gig, playing their loud, frenzied music. Suddenly, Ruben, a passionate drummer, loses his hearing and his world is upended, causing him to struggle with depression and be tempted by past addictions. This was obviously shoe-in for best sound and best editing at the Oscars, and it won both. Of course. Um, but it was up for all the top awards yeah. as well. Like Riz Ahmed's had like a crazy year. Yeah, Riz Ahmed. Jeez, he's, you know, sounded metal. Good for him as well. It took him, he's such a good actor, but it took him a while to break away from the stereotypical role. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to see. Yeah, finally. definitely. Yeah, because he also had, like, apart from Sound of Metal, he had also done uh, Mogul Mowgli, which we showed at London Film Festival this past year. So it was cool. He's had a big, Big, big year. Both music-related, which is kind of interesting, but yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Sound of Metal? No, not yet. Uh, I'm going to watch it probably soon. I, I tried to watch it before we recorded this so I could have a little bit more to talk about with it. But <laughs> at the same time, I don't want to I don't want to spoil things for people, and I want them to We wouldn't like, go into detail anyway. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just too new. I don't want to spoil it. It is on Amazon, and... Like I'm, I'm tempted to watch it soon, but I, it's one I do want to see in the cinema, and I think it's kind of important. I think f- to see it in the cinema, 
because of the sound mm. and the editing and stuff, it's meant to be amazing. And it's like, you know, Paul, shout out Paul. Uh, I think I said this a shout couple couple weeks back, but Paul was really big fan. big fan of this film because like he says he suffers from uh, tinnitus and like, or is that mm. it? Tinnitus? Tinnitus? Tinnitus. Yeah, yeah. It's like the... Yeah. I think it's however you I think it's pronounce. tinnitus pronounce it um, anyway <laughs> he suffers from that and yeah he just says he has like ringing is in his ears and stuff at times and my wife also like is going unfortunately through like hearing loss issues right now and like i, um, I want her to see it as well because i think it would be really like you know i don't know i don't want to like really like i i know it turns a little bit more <laughs> like uh because I think it starts really dark and then it just turns into more of a like a compassionate film and like uplifting film. Um, I hope so. Yeah, because I don't want to <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't want to like subject her to something that's really depressing when she's traumatizing going through like hearing loss. But um, yeah, it's, it's it looks really interesting. Paul says it's amazing. It looks so good. That it's one I'm saving too. Mm. Trying to save for the cinema. A big note, though, about Sound of Metal is that, like, all the performances we just found out were going to be oh, yeah. with open cash captions. So this is for the deaf and hard of hearing. Uh, and this is part of uh, Darius Martyr's wishes. These these Great. captions yeah. are burnt into the DCP, so there's no option to turn it off. So every show is going to have it. And apparently there's a really interesting use of captions as well with this film. Like, they evolve throughout the film based on how the character, like, learns, like, sign language in the film. So I'm really curious. Oh, it can get more that. complicated. Yeah, I'm yeah, really curious about I've never how seen that something works. Like that. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds cool, and I can't wait to watch it. It just, yeah. I've, I've, I've honestly have tried a couple times to like start it, but I'll watch a bit of it and be like, "That's such a fucking bummer." Like, <laughs> like I can't. Like I really don't want to be watching this yeah. right now. So it's I think like, it starts pretty again. Much like a the cinema experience, you're forced to sit there. Yeah, and you're forced to sit through it. Unless you want to walk out, but why would you? And that and that works both ways. I think that makes good films better, and it makes bad films watchable. Yeah, yeah. The cinema because <laughs> you like, can't stop every yeah, five minutes and stop. be like, "This is stupid." Let me Google why, how stupid that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the that's a really good point about like why cinema is so great because you can just immerse yourself in it and just you, you're forced to turn off everything but that and just sit there. Yeah. If anything, like we've worsened our ability to do that during lockdown because we just like have control of like stopping and starting anything we want, and we're Definitely. conditioned with things like Netflix as well, like to skip intros. And you know, I get so pissed yeah. off. I'm watching uh, Sopranos right now. Um, it seems like everybody in the world's rewatching Sopranos right now. I don't know what is going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I just decided I'll build the article being written about yeah. it. Yeah, I decided out of the blue. They're, they're making the movie. Like everyone's well. doing it, so it's interesting. But um, I'm watching it on Now TV a little bit, and like, there's no skip function on Now, and it's got the longest intro. It's great. I like that song. The intro is oh, nice. It's a great intro. But it's don't when you drive. Yeah, but it's like it. It feels like it's a minute and thirty seconds or something, or forty seconds, which is way too long. Like. Like, I don't want to listen to an entire song every time I want to watch a Sopranos episode, and there's no skip function. Yeah, fair enough. So it's the there's best certain shows, <laughs> There's certain shows, good and bad, that you're going to skip, yeah. and there's some that you never skip. Yeah. 
you know, like I would always watch like the True Detective opening or the Bojack Horseman opening or the Daredevil opening with great mm. Breaking Bad could have like a few seconds yeah. long. Same Go thing with uh, Men, Better Call Saul. Excellent intro. Really cool song. And it's yeah. over in like two seconds. Like literally, it's so yeah. short. But then the show <laughs> like, like Orange and New Black and the show I like, always skip the intro. Yeah. Hate the intro. It's so long and the song is so annoying. It just doesn't fit. I feel like it doesn't fit. I mean, it doesn't, obviously. It, it, it makes perfect sense with the show, but it's like, oh God, it just doesn't, it just bothers me so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, back to uh, movies. Movies at the cinema. Um, the captions thing, the hard of hearing uh, yeah. captions that we're going to be having, that's not, that's not going to just be for Sound of Metal as well. Like we're actually taking a stance to try to like be a little bit more, inclusive at the cinema when it comes to those screenings and have more hard of hearing subtitle screenings in the program for the new release program. I would love that. Um, so yeah. you'll see it on the website. There'll be an HOH next to the film time for select new, new release films. It's not going to be everything because not all films will have that option in our new release program uh, on the DCPs, but the ones that do, we're going to try to at least put one or two, uh, screenings in a week, which will include like a matinee screening and then also hopefully at least one evening screening as well so that we can allow, you know, more and more people to come and be more, you know, inclusive to everyone. So uh, I really like that as a, as a call. So um, like shout mm-hmm. out to the, yeah. the decision makers who, uh, you know, came up with the idea to start <laughs> doing that, which is good. And um yeah, let's move on. We have Shaka Kings. This is the last of the big four. Shaka Kings, Judas, big and the four. Black Messiah. The four horsemen of the Prince Charles Cinema's return. Re, 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 reopening program. Uh, <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, starring Daniel Kalua, Lakeith Stanfield, Jesse Plemons, and Martin Sheen. Deputy Chairman Fred Hampton of the Illinois Black Panther Party. Repeat after me. I am a revolutionary. 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 You're looking at. 18 months for the stolen car. Five years for impersonating a federal officer. Or you can go home. The Black Panthers are forming a rainbow coalition of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color. Their aim is to sow hatred and inspire terror. I will learn all that I can. I will learn all These ain't no terrorists. You can murder a liberator, but you can't murder a liberation. You can murder a revolutionary, but you can't murder a revolution. And you can murder a freedom fighter, but you can't murder freedom.
It's the true story of Fred Hampton, who's played by Daniel Kalula, chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party, who at the age of 21 was assassinated by the FBI, who coerced a petty criminal named William O'Neill, played by the Keith Stanfield, to help them silence him and the Black Panther Party. But he cannot kill Fred Hampton's legacy, and 50 years later, his words still echo louder than ever. You can murder a liberator, but you can't murder liberation. You can murder a revolutionary, but you can't murder a revolution. And you can murder a freedom fighter, but you can't murder freedom. This is the film I am most excited about. I cannot wait to watch this movie. Um, I don't know if it's up anywhere, but I I will gladly wait. It's a subject matter I'm so interested in. Mm -hmm. Fred Hampton's story is such an incredible one. I'm a huge fan of Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Danfield. They're two of my favorite actors working right now. Like everything they do, it's so cool and interesting. And I've, just seeing the trailer, it's a complete transformation yeah. for Daniel Kaluuya, considering he's just a fucking kid. You know, like, I love being interviewed with him because he's just like a, a British kid. Yeah, yeah. He's not like someone you'd, <laughs> you'd meet on the road, on, you know, like hanging out on the street. But he's absolutely incredible. He's completely, like, unrecognizable in the role. I'm, I'm so excited for this movie. Yeah. It just looks like my fucking jam. Yeah. Like, I love historical drama and I love, like, potent like political movies about political revolution and especially right now with this kind of confrontation there's so much to talk about yeah just, oh yeah i'm down i'm so down yeah it, it just like was kind of happening at like such a like like unique time because obviously like the last summer you know the issues with like george floyd and the whole uprising mm-hmm. in america and then around the world the whole like black lives matters movement just really getting bigger and stronger because of those issues and stuff. And it was not just George Floyd. Cause it seemed like there was 10 billion things happening at the same time, like a lot more, you know, bigger highlights of issues of police brutality and stuff in America. And, you know, it was interesting that this was kind of being made at the, around the same time that this was like in the works and it's been in the works for years. I think, yeah, like Kenny and Keith Lucas, they were like trying to do this film ages ago. Mm. They like I think they wanted at first it was going to be like a biopic for Fred Hampton that they were trying to get 824 and Netflix to do. And then like eventually they met Shaka King and Shaka King was really interested in it. But then there was like also like um, another guy named Will Bearson who had written this screenplay at the same time. And it was like uh, mm-hmm. supposed to have like F. Gary Gray direct it and then Casey Affleck. And- oh, yeah. And uh, John Powers Middleton were supposed to produce. And then you had Jaden Smith and O'Shea Jackson Jr. who were apparently like in talks to star in the film. But then that fell through and Bearson like ended up teaming up with uh, Shaka King and the Lucas brothers to rewrite his script into like their idea as well. And that's how Judas and the Black Messiah came about. So it's kind of cool that like it all sort of like morphed into this amazing story one thing yeah and it just happened to be you know coming out at the like this really polarizing time because like fred hampton's name was being put out a lot and you just heard about fred hampton and heard about things that he did Mm. and said and his story and stuff was really just kind of becoming a big part of like the history that people were 
spreading around after you know the death of George Floyd and then like a few months later you start to hear about this story, Judas and the Black Messiah, that trailer dropped and it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. It looked amazing. <laughs> it's like, it looks so good. Um, Daniel yeah. Kalula won Best Supporting Actor, which was stupid because he was going against Lakeith Stanfield for the same award. And it's like, I don't why understand do that? I don't understand why they that. were... I really didn't understand. I didn't understand what happened with the Best Actor race. I would like... I figured he would get best. I think he'd get the nom, but I was like, why did they put him in the supporting category? Yeah. Like both of them, they're both the lead or at least he's the lead. He's fucking Fred Hampton. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, so I figured they pushed him over because I figured they would give Chadwick the lead, uh, lead actor Oscar, which they didn't do either. <laughs> they gave it to Anthony Hopkins for some reason. Yeah, and that ending was like just someone so who doesn't need it. It's like such a confusing ending. It's like to what the, the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But um, Daniel Kaluuya had a really funny speech anyway. So it yeah, was, they got a moment out of it. Yeah, and you know it's great you won and stuff, and that's awesome. But like, I I just feel like if you're if you think they're both like the leads of the film, don't push them into supporting actor make them both the lead actor. Like it lead. doesn't make yeah. sense to like push them into supporting. doesn't make sense at all. But then who are they supporting? What? Are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, Daniel Kalula won. And then also we have a uh, winner of a best original song for uh fight for you by her, which is a sick song. Oh, yes. I was listening to it this morning. That's really cool. cool song. Sounds really old school. Really cool. Um, so yeah, those are the main four. They'll be screening from the 17th. Tickets are on sale at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. We also have a handful of screening of Francis Lee's Ammonite, which played during the London Film Festival this past year. So it was really popular as well. So there's about four screenings of that from the 17th as well. So a lot of stuff going on. Um, and then we also have like from the 17th, there's a lot of rep films coming up. We have like on the 17th, we have Clerks mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain. 2001 A Space Odyssey, and there's multiple screenings of 2001 A Space Odyssey on 70mm. But like kicking off, I assure you we're open with Clerks on 35mm, which is sick. A great way to come back to the cinema. It's one of the first films that screens that day on the 17th. Still some tickets left as well, so go get them. That's what I said. When we we talked about it a month ago, I was like, Clerk, we should come back with Clerk. And we did. Yeah, it's good. Called it. Called it. On this Tuesday, the 18th, we have Bicycle Thieves, and we got a screening of Heat that is sold out. But hey, we just announced a new showing of Heat on the 6th of June. Tickets are already going fast for that, so go ahead and get them while you can. Wednesday, Heat. the 19th, we've got Shaun of the Dead on 35mm, and then also Pulp Fiction on 35mm. Holy crap. You can't beat Pulp Fiction. That's a good run. And then also on Thursday, the 20th, we got 2001, a matinee, like matinee screening of 2001, a space odyssey on 70 millimeter, which is cool because that's cheaper tickets and you still get to see on 70 millimeter. And then we also have Nicholas Wine and Reference Drive on 35 millimeter. Um, so nice. crazy first few days. And then from the week of 21st <laughs> of May, we'll have a screening. Of, we'll have screenings of Acura for a whole week. Uh, we'll also see the likes yeah. of Batman Begins. Fellini's eight and a half. Our Paul Thomas Anderson season will start. We have the debut feature yes, part eight yes, coming yes, yes. in that week. And then also our Eric Romero season's back. We've got to tell a springtime show in that week as well. So there's a lot of stuff coming out. I mean, 
Phil, what kind of things are you excited about in our return apart oh, from the new release? Well, thank you for saying the PTA season because I almost forgot. That's the thing because I always, when it films, I mean, one of my favorite directors, so when it films, come back around at the cinema, I try and catch try and catch them all, try and catch as many of them as possible because they're all great. They're like Pokemon. Um, the PTA season, they're like Pokemon. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> I know it's my destiny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, now I just have that song stuck in my head. Um, yeah, I mean, Clark, obviously, Pulp Fiction is a good one. Acura is a good one. I mean, you know how much I love Acura. We talked at length about it. Yeah. Uh, Battle Royale is coming. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the two that just dropped. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, announce, I know they're new, but that. fucking Godzilla versus Kong. The let them fight, whatever. Destroy um, our screens. And please, Godzilla and Kong. Destroy, destroy our, our screens. Yeah. <laughs> just fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Which I thought we would never show. I didn't think we'd get Holy that either. Holy shit. <laughs> and I would, I would love to see that. I would love to see fucking Scorpion yell, get over here. Get over here. <laughs> it feels like a, the home of that kind of movie. Yeah. I'm psyched for those. Yeah. I'm psyched so for those. Um, from the 4th of June, tickets just went on sale for that today as the, at the time we were recording, but they would have been on sale for a, like a week or whatever. By the time you listen to this, and uh, yeah, head over to PrinceCharlesSim.com. Go pick up tickets to Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat because like those are two big films, two big, like huge new films that uh deserve to be seen in the big screen, not just watched at home. Like all these films really yeah. like catch them in the big screen, you know, see them at a place like the Prince Charles Cinema as well. Support us, you know. Pick up memberships, pick up tickets, keep on going, man. It's nice to see people supporting us and stuff and like bringing two big films like that. I'm like so stoked for like I want us to do episodes too, on like genuinely on God's Godzilla versus Kong as well because we like we went the new one yeah. we like we did the old one we did the old ones and we got like, we got so into it and I just wasn't expecting how much I was gonna like them and I've like been gearing myself up to watch Godzilla versus Kong as well I was like oh I'm, I'm gonna watch one of these new films and stuff so it can like chat about it a little bit but I might save some of these for like when the cinema opens as well anyway. But uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> I really, I really want to watch Godzilla versus Kong. But before I did that, I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch King of the Monsters." So I ended up watching King of the Monsters the other day, and it kind of sucked. But like, how was um, that? I heard it kind of sucked. Yeah, it's like I thought the first one sucked. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, the Godzilla it just movies like it sucked in a different yeah, way. Yeah, I think the Godzilla movies just kind of suck, and then Kong saves saves the franchise. Like, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's weird. Like, it, does. Uh, it there was elements to it that were really cool. But then it was like, uh, there was still a lot of that like boring Mer- stuff that kind of dragged down Godzilla. Too much Millie Bobby Brown. Am I right? <laughs> you going to join yeah. me? You going to join me on this I, side? Yeah, dude. Side I, 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 I 100%. Fucking stranger thing, kids. Stop putting kids in movies. Yeah. You know, They're just, like, why the problem they is, save the world? It's so stupid. Yeah. The problem is like, all right, so in the Kong Kong Skull Island, you had a lot of people in there that are really interesting and really funny in the story and stuff for Kong. A lot of the times is just about Kong and how the people relate to Kong and stuff. And so I felt like they nailed Mm. that story with a new tell in Skull Island. It was kind of interesting. 
the problem with the King Kong, sorry, the Godzilla films, the problem with the Godzilla films are that like they try to focus on the people too much, yet all people yeah. want to see are the big fucking kaiju battles. And they know that. And in King of the Monsters, they had Mothra, Godira, Rodan, like all of these big creatures in this this film, but they kept cutting away to like show Millie Bobby Brown and her family's like reaction to things. I don't care. I don't want to see them. Who gives a fuck? I don't want to see them. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Chandler's great, but I don't want to see that. I want to see the fight. Mm. So I'm like curious of how Godzilla versus Kong plays out because I just really want like a big long fight for a while. It's fine if you show them a bit and you have Me the too. story around the humans and stuff because that's you how you need a story. I get, I get it. it, but. I want to see a crazy fight. I just want to see it. Like, so do I. I mean, remember King Kong versus original. Godzilla? <laughs> like, that fight was exactly. amazing. It was amazing. So that was nothing but fight. Yeah, great, and it was minimal human, yeah. and they were none of them were annoying. They were all funny, mm. um, but it didn't take away yeah from them just fighting. And they didn't. They didn't also have to build yeah. this elaborate plot to force them together. They just did fight. They just yeah. They threw them at each other. And watch them fight, and it was an incredible fight. I, I think mean, it's just like shit, it's an amazing fight. It's, it's nature that like exactly. two, two things will fight. <laughs> you know, two things will just fight. You know, be alive. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like things, it's, it's like a kid with two toys. Yeah, things yeah, fight, fight just... over over weird things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, weird things. Sometimes over very meaningless, petty things. Yeah, people fight. You know, and um, yeah. Well, sometimes it's hard to get over. I feel like we can uh, sort of round out this uh, episode. We can we'll talk a little bit more about what's come up in the program on the flip side of this because um, I'm excited. There's a that lot of happen. good stuff, uh, and I want to get your takes on like what's your number one pick over on the flip side of this. But first, we have to get into that by calling a snack time. Phil, snack time. Here we go. It's snack time. It's back. Yeah, it's one of the last snack times before we reopen. I guess I might have to like figure out a new theme song <laughs> or go back oh, yeah. to the original. No more lockdown uh, one. Yeah, yeah. The original one's great. The annoying thing is, I really, I, I really like the current theme song. I wish it didn't say stuff. So about just keep it. It's just cool. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Just take the lockdown bit from it. <laughs> What do you have? What do you bring? I have. Is it dog food again? Reopening. No, it's not, no, it's dog not food. dog food again. All right. But thank you. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to do that same joke twice. Okay. What do I look like? No, actually, I actually thought about the snack time. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief. This is. Um, we're talking reopening. Mm-hmm. We're talking reopening. Yeah. We're talking all these movies. And you know what? You know, people feeling good, people feeling bad about it. It's a mixed bag. Ooh. So I got a, not a bag of anything that's misleading. But this is a new, I'm looking at the snacks, and this is new. 
It's a brand new product, never oh. before tried. Okay, um, it's the first on the it, and it and it would and it would advertise at it's a it's a mixed chocolate. It's a mix of dark and white chocolate. It's a Kit Kat zebra. Oh, okay. And they're new. It's yeah. a new Kit Kat. It's a mixed bag, and this is mixed chocolate. Yeah. You see what I did there? I see it. See how I actually yeah. thought about what we were talking about today and tried to have the snack reflect it? Mm-hmm. I just want you to note that. Yeah. It's noted. Just gonna so give it, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like the bare minimum. But, uh, okay. It's noted. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. I thought just having a snack with the bare minimum, but okay. Um, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to try it. Yeah, go so ahead. I haven't tried this yet. It's legit. Um, they, they look really weird. Because, yeah, I've seen you know, the package. I haven't it, tried that yet, though. Look at it. Oh. Isn't that fucking weird looking? Yeah. It looks like it's covered in marble. Yeah. You're going to eat a marble. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll try. I'm going to take a bite. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Sort of like, eh, not as good as a normal Kit Kat sort of face. <laughs> it's not as good. Yeah. It's not as good as a normal Kit Kat. It's my two lesser favorite chocolates, dark and white chocolate, <laughs> all in one bar. And they kind of make each other better, I guess. It's nice that the taste changes back and forth. I think that's actually really nice. But when you don't like the taste that much to begin with, it's not going to help. Did they ruin the Kit Kat bar? Um, but this is, <laughs> no, I mean, you can't ruin the Kit Kat yeah. bar, but this is lower down on the Kit Kat bar, you yeah. know. You know, it's not good in a regular Kit Kat or even a Kit Kat orange or or a Kit Kat peanut butter, which is excellent. But mm. maybe it's up there with, that's like a birthday cake Kit Kat. That's probably worse than this. Yeah. Um, it's all right. It's all right. Mm. I'd give it. What, what's our rating? Well, how many, seeing that we're, we're, we're both so stoked for Godzilla versus Kong, how many uh, Kong shoving a tree down Godzilla's throats are you giving it? <laughs> you know, it's a mixed bag. I'll, give, I'll go right down the middle. I'll say two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half trees shoved down yeah. Godzilla's throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, bro- he breaks the third one in half. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he could take another full tree down his throat. I'll just put a half of the tree down there. All right. Well, oh, man, that's gross. I brought... Um, what you got? What you got? Oh, I came into your pregnant. No. Yeah. Really? Congratulations. <laughs> Sorry. Pregnancy Sorry, that's another recording. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, pregnant. Holy shit. You got to keep that. <laughs> Dusty's um, brother having a kid. Nice. Congrats. Congrats. Live on the air. Live on the air. I'll keep it in. Um, well, it, you know, and this actually kind of fits nicely. It's like, uh, you know, stuff of dreams and stuff. People dream of having, you know, kids and stuff. And all right. So, yeah. Uh, cinemas are like, you know, places for dreams. And I just thought like. You know, last week I was maybe a little bit harsh on your snack as well. And yeah, I thought maybe I, I'll join you, uh, but slightly different. Um, I've got a pack of Dreamies uh, cat cat treats um, with scrumptious salmon. Uh, what the fuck? 
Dude, what the fuck? What? Are you taking the pit? Are you fucking taking the pit out of my snack last week? Well, no, I, I like, you know, I felt bad because you like, you know, you were saying that you were taking it serious and I like <sighs> undermined it. Your snack. I was trying I to do you something being, nice last week. I thought you were being petty and just being silly and making, I making fun, a mockery of snack time. I put myself out there. Yeah. I feel like you're now making a mockery of my snack though. Why? Because there is no way you're eating cat food. I will. That's why I brought it. Do I'm going to do it. I'll do it. All right, I'm do it. Do it. Eat the, right. eat the dreaming. Let me open it. Do it. It's a new pack. My cat hasn't like, you know, hasn't had <laughs> gotten into it already. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, there it is. Ooh. Are you, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, did they taste bad? Oh, mm. oh, yeah. Do me a favor, just lift up the packet real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the and, and the other one. Well, no, no. Um, I don't have anything else. Huh? No, you have something else. You wouldn't even eat cat food. I ate dog food. I did that. I did that for you, and you won't even eat cat food for me. What are you talking about? I just ate it. You won't on- even eat cat food for me. Are you kidding me? on film no no you know what no 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 if you're gonna treat this like a game i'm not, I'm not gonna play anymore i'm just not gonna play anymore i'm done i'm done what what done. are you talking about dude phil dude what you just hung up um we were we were supposed to do our favorite you know films coming up and i guess that's i don't know I mean, we were supposed to hype the 100th episode, two-part special as well. You didn't even sign off. I had plot holes I was going to bring up and stuff as well. Um, I don't know. Guys, I'm sorry. That was a very weird... Uh, I didn't... You know, I thought it was all in good nature and fun, and I thought Phil would have, you know, stayed on. So, um yeah I don't know what to say I guess we'll just stop the podcast here this week uh, you know we'll see what happens next week for the 100th episode but as always you can follow you know you know me at tall for all T-A-L number 4 A-L on Twitter Instagram and Facebook um, you can follow Phil over at far away sad on Twitter and dogs underscore I underscore Mets on um, uh, Instagram and uh, the podcast is at the PCC podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, uh, sorry. Hope you guys, you know, enjoy this episode. And I guess we'll see you next week. Uh, go to PrinceCharlesCinema.com, pick up tickets and stuff. Thanks, thanks for listening. I guess see you next week. <laughs>